Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Today we are continuing our series called Building Better Relationships. And there is one thing that I think gets in the way of building better relationships more, more than almost anything else. And, um, and that goes along with these kind of situations. Imagine with me, and I know you have to imagine with me because you've never had this experience, but imagine with me that somebody tries on a dress at the store. And they come out of the dressing room, and they stand before you, and they say, what do you think? Does it make me look fat? And all of a sudden, your life flashes before your eyes, (laughs) and you don't know what to do. Now again, I know that none of you have ever been in that situation at all, but imagine that that as a situation. You are then faced with the question of, do I say what I really think, or do I just kind of lie about it to spare their feelings? Now I know you may not have that situation, but maybe you have had an argument with a friend, or they're just being dumb, and they've done something that you really, really bothers you, uh, and they, they either don't care or they don't see it, and then they ask, hey, do you want to go out, do you want to go to a movie, do you want to go get coffee, do you want to go, you want to come over for supper, and you are again faced with this question of, um, how do I answer that question, because you really want to say no, because you're the worst. But instead you might say something like, I, I'm, I'm busy tonight. Maybe somebody asks you, are you happy here? And you don't really want to get into that conversation, so you say, Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's not even a question. It's just that time where you're sitting in the car and one of you looks over at the other one and says, I really don't care where we eat when you know they do. Our lives and our relationships are filled with these moments where we are either presented with some sort of conflict or presented with some kind of question, and we are then faced with the necessary decision 
of do I say what I'm really thinking, what I'm really feeling, what's actually going through my head, or do I kind of cover it up? Do I kind of skim it over? Do I kind of give one of those white lies? Do I just answer the question just to get it over with and hide it and go on because I don't have the time for it, I don't have the effort for it, I don't want to get into it, I don't want to risk whatever my honest answer is going to do to this situation, and you feel like the the relationship is more important or your mental health is more important than being honest in that situation. And so we do a very good job of convincing ourselves that by skimming over these questions or by lying in response to these questions or lying about what our preferences are, that we are somehow benefiting and blessing the other person and benefiting and blessing the relationship. It can be silly things like, I don't care where we eat, you pick, I'll be happy with it, when you know they won't. Or it could be more serious things. Like when you start hiding what you're doing with your phone. You start not sharing things about the people that you're actually talking with and spending time with. You start covering up what you're doing with your money. And they get more serious and more serious and more serious. And to give you an example of this, there was a long time ago, there was a little boy. And this little boy, he lived in a village, and and there were lots of people there that took care of sheep. And this little boy thought it would be fun to play a prank on the people. And so he went out and he saw everybody and they were taking care of the sheep. And he went, hey, everybody, there's a wolf over there. And they all scrambled and they all gathered the sheep and they got all ready. And then he's over there laughing and laughing, rolling on the floor, laughing because he's so funny. He's a lot like me. So funny. No? No, okay. And they said, oh. And then they went back to their lives. They weren't taking care of the sheep. And the little boy went and he stood up and everyone was happy doing their thing. And he said, hey, look, everybody, there's a wolf over there. And they sprung into action again and they went and they got ready to tackle the wolf. And there was no wolf there. And then the third time, everybody was there doing their stuff. And the boy actually saw a wolf. And he cried, hey, people, I was joking before, but this time I'm serious. This time I'm really, really serious. I'm serious this time. There's actually a wolf over there. And nobody paid attention to him. And the wolf gobbled up the little boy. I don't know. Is that actually how the story ends? I don't know. The point is, you know that story. You know the story about the boy who cried wolf. And it's a bit about pranks, and it's a bit about misleading people. But what it is, is really about how lying affects relationships and your reputation. Lying, even in small chunks, has intense consequences on our relationships. Our compliments are questioned or ignored. They're assumed to be manipulation. 
or the exact opposite of what's being said. Have you ever given somebody a compliment and they go, you're just, you're just saying that to make me happy? Has that ever happened to you? That's because they assume that you're lying because that's happened so often. You start lying and then you have to tell more lies to cover up the first lie. You get used to lying and you start lying about bigger things and it doesn't bother you as much. Eventually you lose track of even what the lies are and you can't tell what's true or what's a lie because you've told the lie so many times that your memory has actually changed to adopt the lie. It shifts your personality and your goals and your relationships where now instead of the relationship being the key, that winning or guarding something is your goal. It puts you in this weird spot that as new problems arise, all the old problems that hadn't been dealt with had just been covered up with lies, get piled one on top of the other. And even small things that shouldn't be big issues are now on top of this pile of problems and are unfixable. Lies can get to this point where the distance between you and other people increases. And your reputation can get to the point where it is beyond repair. And the relationship is broken and cannot be salvaged. The Bible is very clear about telling the truth and telling lies. Leviticus 19.11 says, Do not steal, do not lie, do not deceive one another. Proverbs chapter 6 says, There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to Him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, Hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Let me give you another one. Colossians 3, 9. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. Revelation 21, 8. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Now, I don't know about you, but that seems pretty clear to me. what God thinks about lies. To put it in the same categories as all those other things. Lying does damage and is against God's will for you and for your relationships. In Ephesians chapter 4, this is what Paul writes. He says, Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him, him who is the head, that is Christ. That's 4.15. Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head. 
That is Christ. From Him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Here's my point. Loving honesty will build a mature relationship. Loving honesty will build a mature relationship. And I word it that way to make two points. That if you love honesty, and that is a key part of your lifestyle and your communication and your relationships, it will make your relationships stronger. It will make it mature. But it also means that if you are honest in loving ways, that will strengthen and mature and build your relationships. You see, honesty can be very painful and hard. And so we assume that if I'm going to be honest, then I have to jeopardize my relationships. And that's simply not true. If you love honesty and you are being honest in loving ways for the benefit of your relationships and the benefits of others, then it will not destroy your relationships. It will build them. It will mature them. It will make them stronger. It will make them unbreakable. The Bible is very clear the value of honesty and the destruction that comes from dishonesty. When you are honest in loving ways, all of, a, all of a sudden the compliments that you give somebody actually carry weight. They don't have to question whether you mean it or not. You give somebody a compliment, they know you're telling the truth and they believe it. They can hold on to that. and They don't have to question it. You actually begin to build trust. You don't have to second guess during discussions. You can actually solve problems because you're not dancing around it. You're not dealing with ghost ideas and ghost issues. You're actually dealing with the actual issue and how you actually think and feel. Problems aren't allowed to grow and fester into bitterness. The honesty... Loving honesty brings out vulnerability because you're not just honest about what you think about other people. You're honest about what's going on in your own life. And that vulnerability creates intimacy. It draws you closer together. You become more in sync. Your kids get a united vision. Stress begins to melt away because you aren't looking over your shoulder. Sins and limitations are consistently faced with grace. Meaning that people give you good things that you don't deserve. And that becomes part of your relationships because you're honest with The wedge of gossip and slander can't find a spot to infiltrate you or your relationships. And your relationships will get better, they will get stronger, they will last longer, and they will have a greater impact. Loving 
honesty builds mature relationships. Now, there may be a number of things going through your minds. Like, well, that's very easy for you to say, Evan, but you're not in my situation. You're not dealing with the stuff I'm dealing with. Are you really that honest with your wife? Well, she's right there. You can ask her. I really am that honest with my wife. And when she tries on a dress, and I think it looks bad, I tell her, I don't think that looks great. And she knows I'm not trying to be mean. She knows I'm not trying to belittle her. She just knows that I'm being honest. And then when she tries on another dress that actually looks killer, and I say, yeah, that one, Mm mm-hmm. There's no question. Are you just saying that? You're just trying to make me feel better. You're just trying... Nope. There is no question. I mean, it took time. It took time in our marriage to build that kind of reputation and trust. But we got there. And now there is no question... Between either of us, are you just saying that to make me feel a certain way? Are you just trying to manipulate the situation? Are you just trying to make a problem go away? When I face temptation, or even give in to temptation, I am completely honest with Heidi about it. As embarrassing and as ashamed as I am, I am completely honest with her, up front, immediately. And she consistently responds with forgiveness and grace. And there is no need for me to even hesitate in my failures. And if you're here today and you're like, oh, my pastor just admitted to being tempted, yeah. If for some reason the devil had planted a lie in your head that said that Evan is beyond temptation and perfect and never fails, that is a lie of the enemy. I'm writing this journey with all of you. I'm going to tell you one of the best ways you can fight that battle is by being really, really honest. Now, I don't go to Heidi and be like, you know what, Heidi? That dress that you were wearing the other day, I said it didn't look good, but it really made you look horrible. (laughs) That's not being honest. That's being stupid. That's being mean. That's not loving honesty. That's being a jerk. But she knows because we have an agreement to be completely honest and upfront immediately with each other. That every conversation we have is dealing with what is actually going on in our lives. And it can be hard, and it can hurt sometimes. Sometimes she has to come to me and be like, Evan, you did this and that was stupid. 
And I've got to wrestle with that. And I've got to work through that. But I know she isn't lying. I know she isn't making something up to hurt me. And I'm able to give some prayer and thought to that and get better. Same for her. I'm able to go to her and be like, Heidi, what are you doing with this? And if I'm bringing it up, she knows that it's an important thing, it's a real thing, and she needs to work through it too. And that is why we are both getting better ourselves individually and why our relationship is getting better and our marriage is getting better. It's because we start by working on ourselves first and we are really honest. So, this is what we need to do. This is what I challenge you to do. Number one, confess your lies. Now, you don't need to shout it from the rooftops and tell everybody every lie you've ever told, but there are certain lies that have gone on that you've been continuing to tell yourself and tell others that you need to confess to those around you and those, especially those that are closest to you and those that you love. And it may be something about your past. It may be something about your habits and your practices now. It may be a sin that you're holding on to and covering up. You need to confess your lies. Get them out in the open and the enemy will lose his power over you. The enemy has power by trying to keep you lying, keep it hidden, keep it contained, and he has a chain on you. You break that chain by getting rid of the lies and being really honest. The Bible is very clear about the power of confession. So the first thing you've got to do is confess your lies. The second thing you've got to do is you need to go to those people in your life that you have relationships with, and you have to have a conversation and come to an agreement about being honest. This isn't something that you can just throw on them without telling them what you're doing, because they take it very badly. It becomes very messy and very hard, and all of a sudden you're thinking, well, they're lying, or they're playing a manipulation game, or they're just trying to be mean, or whatever. You've got to have an honest, a real sit-down conversation with people in your life and say, listen, I, am, I, can't, I can't let lying, even white lies, and there are no white lies, I can't let that have a place in my life anymore. I need to be honest. And I don't want to be mean about it, but I need to be honest. And that's why I'm doing this, is not to hurt. And if I ever hurt you with what I'm saying, I want you to be honest with me and tell me about it so we can talk, talk about it. But you need to have that conversation and come to the agreement between you and your spouse, you and your kids, you and your parents, you and your coworkers, whoever it is that you've got those key relationships with. And you've got to have the conversation and say, no, I want honesty to be what my relationships are built on. So you've got to confess your lies and then you've got to have that conversation to establish that honesty will be a building block for you. And the third thing is, you just have to start being honest. You've just got to do it. And it's hard. And it's scary. It's scary because you don't know how people are going to react. You're scary because you don't know what the consequences are going to be. 
If I confess to that thing, if I tell my wife that this is what I was doing with my phone, what is the fallout going to be? If I, if I, if I share that thought, is he ever going to talk to me again? If I say she doesn't look good in that, is she just going to run away and be mad at me for the next week? Whatever it is, it's scary. But you only get past the fear and past all the apprehension after you start doing it for a while. So you've got to confess, you've got to have the conversation, and then you've just got to start doing it. And over time, honesty will become what builds your relationships. And it will build mature, strong, unshakable, unbreakable, intimate, close, safe relationships. Because loving honesty builds mature relationships. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways. Mm-hmm.